Welcome to Behind the Blade Podcast, take two. Uh, this is Matt Martin sitting across from Mr. James Stewart himself. And today we are going to do a little bit of a spring celebration from the hip episode just to bring you guys uh, some insight into the cutlery world. I had no idea that I was, what, vitamin K deficient until today, where we actually had the glowing ball of fire in the sky. They have a fancy word for yeah, it. I, think I don't D. know what it is. I think it's D. Is vitamin it D? D. Vitamin, vitamin D? Vitamin I'm D. so I'm so out of touch. It's I, vitamin D. I always right. get nervous when I'm like, I could sure go for some vitamin D because I feel like <laughs> that opens a lot of doors. So uh, <laughs> there's, there's a joke there. <laughs> True story, though. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I tell you, this winter, like, it... It brutalized me. I was in a like a super hyper depressed state, mm-hmm. and I think that comes part and parcel with being a business owner and everything else that goes with it. But this this winter was really hard on me, and I had gotten some advice to take vitamin D three. Mm-hmm. It's going to improve your mood. It's the sunshine pill. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, this sounds so hippy dippy. <laughs> like I had so I, I went. I bought a toe ring. Right. And did I, you I, did you get a hemp necklace? Yeah, I did. Okay. I got. Oh, nice, I, nice. I even I I. I put a hacky sack on layaway. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I haven't seen those since 95. It'll be mine by the end of the month. But uh, <laughs> so I tried it and I took the oh. pill and I gave it absolutely zero credence. I said, this is not, I'm just going to do this to right. basically kind of shut my wife up and the person who introduced the pill. Right. right. So right. I was like, all right, I'm just going to take it. Whatever. She got a jug of them, like a Costco size. It has like a metal bale <laughs> on the side of it. And, and so she... Starts giving me, and she she's super cutesy, right? Jenna's like, yeah. she's like, don't forget to take your sunshine, Matt. And, you know, she goes, yeah, well, no, no. just get the gut, Jenna. And, so, and I'm like, like, chewing it with a cigarette hanging out my mouth. Just shut up. Like, give it gut. And I'm not even kidding. It, it helped so immensely. That's awesome. I mean, it went from... Suck start a shotgun to just general contempt for society. And to me, that's a market <laughs> that, improvement. I was yeah. That's status quo for you. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it leveled me out. Yeah, it leveled me out. That's fantastic. So it did work. So I do recommend vitamin D3. Uh, yeah. Get it at all your local bodybuilding slash hippie shops. So, yeah. Special vitamin D medication is uh, not a sponsor of Behind the Blade podcast. This is merely our. <laughs> this episode brought to you by The Sun. <laughs> But it's made an improvement in you that, too, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it has. I mean, just uh, I obviously didn't take the same pill that you did, but but we actually had sunlight today. Mm. Now it's a, it's like this strange concept because we're in the UP where we feel like we're sequestered. Um, I think I passed Leonardo DiCaprio carrying a bear carcass on the way on the way in, <laughs> and and uh, and everything seemed to be everything seemed to be okay. Um, it's like I had like I was dropping the kids off at school today. I had music in the car going. We're singing and rocking out to it. The kids the kids are awesome by the way they're now requesting viking death metal oh interesting so so yeah. so, so and it, i kind of introduced them as a joke right and, and that's a whole ten, other tangential story but but they're like with that let's put on ariana grande and i'm like let's listen to viking death metal and then serenity in the back my 10 year old goes yeah let's listen to some viking death metal i'm like okay so his, his daughter is, is sweet enough to give you a toothache though so for it to come from her mouth it's especially kind of humorous i guess <laughs> Pretty so cute. no, so but the sun was shining. We're having a good day, and then it didn't like dawn on me till halfway through the day when I'm getting a bunch of stuff done, and I'm like, oh wow, it's only ten thirty, and I, I'm like, I'm in a decent mood today. Holy crap! And that's how it yeah. happens. All of yeah. a sudden, you don't realize that you're in a good mood. Yeah, it creeps up on you, <laughs> and it and it's just been so long. 
you know, oh. since 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 I've since I've had that kind of a feeling, and I just want to just want to keep it going. So here we are, ready to pump out another amazing podcast. How about a mediocre? Guys- I'm going to shoot low. Let mediocre oh, podcast. Okay, all right, mediocre, and we'll let other people tell us that we're awesome. Yes. Uh, okay, that's the one. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so a little little bit of knife news. Uh, we're going to keep it kind of personal this episode because we've got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we're. Blade Show is, I think, about 12 you, minutes after we hang up this episode, Blade Show ga- kicks off. You guys are testicles to plaster. That's on, exactly it. On, yeah. uh, on Blade Show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where the term balls from the wall, balls to the wall comes from? Uh, I, I understand it's an aviation term. It is an aviation term. Yeah, it's an aviation term. term. Yeah, I think you're the one who actually told me that put, months ago. Yeah. It, so it yeah. may not even be true because it's unconfirmed at this point. You're basically <laughs> yeah. confirming my own verbiage. So, yeah. <laughs> Last time I was in a plan, I don't remember seeing the balls. Right. They were against the wall. Yeah, it has to do with putting the throttle all the way forward up against the instrument panel wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I've been told. That's what you've been told. So let's just make it so. Um, it has been deemed worthy. We just, uh, you know, Jim and I, he came up. It sounds like your uh, Zodiac sign, Jim and I. Uh, <laughs> Jim and I, Jim pulled up to the shop. We had just wrapped up. And because it's so nice out, we have a uh, knife and tomahawk throwing targets in the backyard. Which is, which is pretty sweet. I don't know of anybody else who, like, like recreates that way. Just like, oh, it's after work. Let's go in the backyard and throw some knives. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. great. It's, yeah, like it's awesome. cathartic, yeah. you know, exercise, right? You know, <laughs> so it's really fun. So we were back there throwing knives, and uh, I had cut out some... Uh, ninja stars, like some shurikens out of uh, saw blades. And they looked good, too. Thank it you. wasn't just that. It looked good. They, they were balanced. They, yeah. yeah, they were all right. Yeah. It's kind of fun. So we go back and, and do all that stuff. And that's kind of our plan. You know, everybody kind of bags on these uh, mall ninja types because these are the guys who are usually uh, maybe not the most fit cats that you're going to run into. But boy, <laughs> do they have a lot of stuff in their trench coat. And, and <laughs> the bigger they are, the bigger the trench you're coat. Right. And, the, say, and the more gadgets they can carry. <laughs> But it, it's always been kind of a long dream of mine to have like this ninja training course in the woods. And we have a little patch of woods here at the shop. And we're like, well, it's just fun. It's nerdy. But hey, if bushcraft is cosplay, then I don't see why I can't go throw stars and knives while running through the forest. So we uh, we got some stuff to build an obstacle course. We have a zip line that's going in pretty soon. And I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah that's going to be super fun. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what's going on right now. But mm-hmm. throwing knives, I mean, that's kind of an interesting exercise, right? Because it is. It's it's its own like it's its own um it's its own genre. Like unto itself, there's like a there's like it's, it's got its own mentality. It's got its own knife requirements. It's it's got its own heat treat. Yeah, uh, I mean, like yes. I mean, like everything down to a specific thing. So you really kind of have to take off your regular knife maker hat and you got to put on your knife thrower hat. And edge retention and, means nothing. It, uh, yeah. No, no, it's just there to be a wedge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, your your only thing is that you want the tip to survive. So you, tr- so you, so you treat it similar to a truck spring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. spring temper. Yeah, yep, spring temper. Oh, and uh, and uh, yeah, we were we were we were out there. So uh, I pulled up, and uh, Matt and Jenna are over there. I see Matt raise his arms, saying, you know, in salute. And uh, I quickly wolf down my McDonald's sandwich, and, <laughs> and I immediately go out there. And he's like, and Matt's like, here, Jimmy, have a turn. I'm like, all right, cool. So I so I grab the knives. And I throw the first one, and it lofts, like, ever so softly. And then it completely misses. <laughs> and, Matt's, and Matt's like, um, so are you going to put you down your purse for the next one? Or? <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but no, by the end, so it was good, yeah, yeah, Jim had it, and he was just as bad as the rest of us, but uh-huh. it's a good time to be happy. But yeah. I was emphatic about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It, but it's one of those fun recreation sports that uh, I wish I had a history segment put together about knife throwing because obviously it goes back millennia. 
Uh, I would assume that it was probably more combative back in the day when knives were more weapons than AR-15s, right? I honestly don't know. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah it, I don't, I don't know. It was like it was like even 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 like. Uh, and granted, these books were written in like the sixties and seventies, but the Conan books that I did, every time Conan ran into a knife thrower, he would always be like some sort of a circus performer mm. every single time. And interesting, yeah. And uh, and it was always it was always like a like a like a like a showy. Kind of, kind of a showboat intimidation thing instead of an actual like combat thing. Although I do not, I'm not professing to actually know anything about that. I'm just oh, like, I'm just guessing. It's, here. It makes so, sense. I mean, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to throw your knife. No, right? you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's your, especially if it's like a your tool. Like, yeah, if it's like one of your main tools and it's properly treated as a knife. And you had to trade you know? beaver pelts for it or something oh, like right. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you had to harvest. Yeah, it's not the first thing that you would do. But I didn't Jim did Jim Bowie. I hate saying it like that. <laughs> Just for the record, off air I say Bowie, but on air I say Bowie because it's the correct way. It is the correct way to say it. We 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 were we were corrected, I believe. <laughs> According to yep. s- people who have never heard that word spoken in the time frame that he was alive. So uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I yeah exactly. So uh, but you were going to ask me if he had thrown his didn't, Bowie, yeah, didn't right? he? And stuck yeah. a dude on the horse. I don't right? I don't know if he stuck the dude on the horse, but I knew he threw it at him, and the guy fell off the horse. We don't know if he was stuck or not. I think that I don't think that was confirmed. So it could have just been like, well, if you look at like the 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 Edwin Forrest Bowie with its fourteen inch blade, just the weight of that hitting you, right? You know, and yeah. a guy like Jim Bowie, who is this apparently a pretty pretty big dude, quite the rapscallion, yeah, whipping yeah. a pound and a half piece of steel at you. That's you know? we were joking about that too when we were throwing. We were like, oh, you know what I mean? I I dodge the nerf bullets that my daughter shoots at me you know what i mean and i'm like i would not want to get hit with half a pound which is probably about what we're throwing yeah, you know what i mean yeah. of metal at all yeah, you know what i mean no, no. a double a battery i would duck it beamed in the head with that yeah, at you. no doubt oh my goodness so yeah fun <sighs> stuff so we, yeah, we were having a good time out there um it is uh as a recreational sport i mean our daughter has been thrown since she was about five or six years old and, mm-hmm. and and she's still about as good as a 12 year old who's good at knife throws you know what i mean it's not a youtube good. video but she can yeah <laughs> she can stick quite a few and i think it's the sound that is truly addicting mm-hmm. it's the this when you stick whether it's a star or a knife especially a knife yeah. though when you stick a knife that sound is the crack rush yeah like yeah, and it, you're always trying to replicate it and you're always chasing <laughs> that high the second that you get it you hear the solid thunk mm. and then you see the slight rock of the target that you hit and uh, from just from the impact being absorbed through the whole thing and it's just like it's a rush you're yeah just like, oh. it feels good yeah. and, so, and it's cool to see the bars that are opening up doing the tomahawk throwing you know that is, that is slick yeah it's it's i think that that will be something in 20 years they'll be like Remember when they opened all the tomahawk throwing bars, <laughs> and, and then yeah. and then stuff started happening because because uh, it's a numbers game, right? So yeah, yeah. we already seen the viral video where the girl throws it, oh, it and bounces back, and she dodges it. And she it. ducks it at the last second. It brushes her hair as she as she ducks. Like the handle comes down and, and it's and it spiral. Which nobody likes an like, axe for oh, a hairbrush. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like that oh. is terrifying. Oh. So I, yeah, I think it's a matter of time before that goes the way of the dodo. I think it'll get abused misused and then lost and uh-huh. but i do think it's cool and I, at, at the shop i enjoy having a, a range that we can practice in a little bit right. more controlled environment right definitely i imagine just you know you know what's gonna kill it insurance rates oh good point. yeah it's that's what's gonna kill can it. you imagine so, going to your insurance company hat in hand you just got your, you just got your business along you're like okay here's what we're gonna so what kind of establishment is it are you gonna be serving alcohol you're like oh yeah we're serving alcohol and uh and throwing axes are <laughs> <laughs> <Our>, what <laughs> 
Yeah, axes. there's going to be alcohol and axes in the air. <laughs> it's okay. We put up a hitching post for safety. Right. <laughs> there's a there's a net in between each lane. Uh, should Good catch all God. the errant axes. Yeah. Pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, what else is going on in your world? What is uh, the news in Jim Stewart's world? What 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 are you guys going through mm-hmm. at Bark River right now? So right now we're just going through. Um, just organizational nightmare because right now I've got a huge run of our mountain man. So is that the know, dagger or Bowie or it, something? It's or? it's uh, it's not it's not the Bowie, but it's the, you've seen the mountain man dagger, right? It's coffin handle, and then it's just got like an almost like a almost like a willow leafier number two blade, a little notchesy dagger number two. Yeah, little little bit. Yeah, okay. the, the the back end's very notchesy, okay. but it's uh, but it's a little bit more barreled, but it still has the coffin shape gotcha. on the back end. So we've got the mountain man, which is like a bull nosed five inch Skinner, and then there's an eight inch version of that. Which is just this thin, straight, full height ground, three thirty seconds on the spine, thin cool blade yeah. with, a, with a bull nose and a false grind. So there's a five inch version of that, an eight inch version of that. Same handle. We've got a dagger, and then the same handle again. We've got the Daedley blade, which is just like a, a like like a spear point, like okay. a, like a like a six inch spear point kind of a blade with jimping in it. And so we're putting all the jimping in ourselves, you know, with, with the whole thing only on one side. It's going to be a full height ground thing. Now, normally it's not a problem. Whatever. Bark River does a ton of historical stuff like that. The problem is. And it's an organizational nightmare because we're only doing like a hundred of this and then a hundred oh. of this and then 200 of this. So it's like we're constantly changing gears and we have to condense the entire organizational process that we would take for five, six hundred knives and condense it to f- to a hundred knives. We have to do that four times across four different runs with different handle material selections, which that is the and quantities. That's the the kind of bane of interrupting production to do customs, right? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's the same. You're following the same deal. Like, well, I don't want to have to change tooling. I don't want to have to. Yeah. yeah. And it's not I'm too lazy to do it. It's that the time loss creates a more expensive knife per part. Yes. Because you're losing all that setup. Time. Right. And you've only you've you've already committed to a certain price. Right. It's not it's not like we figure out the price after they're all done and then go and then go, hey, DLT, these will be this much because it took us seven, eight years to do it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's 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 we've already determined what it was because we've already projected what the projects what the project costs are going to be. And we're like, OK, base price for this knife is X. And if we take too long on it, we're losing money. That's and that's like is, reading sanskrit from a garage custom maker the guy mm-hmm. in the trenches is like holy cow you know what i mean these guys yeah. are making hundreds of knives and they're complaining about it. meanwhile they're there with a hand file fitting everything yeah. just right i mean yeah. it's two very different animals and it's, it's, it's almost totally unrelatable yeah. other than the mm-hmm. final product is a knife in Correct. both cases Correct. but that's the only similarity yeah yeah no we're, we're definitely we definitely have a very different mentality about this i have different guys set up for each stage of of the knife, even down to hafting, I've got I've got one guy that hogs, I've got one guy that eighties, I've got one guy that two forties, I've got one guy that three twenty and microns. Very so Henry Ford esque. Oh yeah, definitely, it's assembly line style. I Without mean, the like, anti semiticism. So yeah, so so we've got all of that going on. Um, doing small runs like this is like the worst thing that I could do. It's 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 probably one of the hardest things to do, even though it's a smaller quantity. So I'm spending all of this time, all of this effort to organize these things, only to get a smaller amount of money when the run is done. Well, because you know, because it's a lower quantity. That ballet that you're going through mm-hmm. and set up and logistics and everything. I mean, that's going to be once every two weeks versus once every other day, yeah. which is what you're experiencing now. Yeah, I don't know if the scale's right on that. Uh, but, yeah. It's it's fairly close with the once every other day thing right now because right now we've uh, we spent we spent all week 
organizing just the one run and it, and at the same time i'm having like supply issues like like the one guy that just cuts material can't cut material fast enough and right. then the material that he cuts is wrong and then and then and then he can't flatten and then he and then the liner jobs that he does are bad so we're just like we have to make a change here let's pull him off of that and let's put somebody else in that position which is a change we made today and there's a significant improvement just based oh, on good. that and that's but, a kind of a trickle down effect because oh, yeah. you have better parts moving through this, the chain all the way to the end. Absolutely, right. absolutely. And so it's like, and 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 uh, you know, like Dad's hitting me up for like for like, well, after these are done, we've, you've got this run of five hundred other knives that I'd like, and I'd like it before the end of the month. By the way, oh oh yeah, the end of the month is in four days. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh god. So so it's a it's a it's a little bit of pressure. It's not like a deathly kind of a pressure because I understand the end goal. And I know that we can do it if we just if everybody just shuts up and listens. Right. <laughs> Shut up and do your job. <laughs> you know we can we can we can do this. Um, but uh, if that's what I'm going through right now. And. Uh, you know, but uh, screw that, man. Give me, give me a run of a thousand of something. Of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, any any day of the week. I mean, it's that's an easy week at that point. Now, so and I hate you for saying that. I, <laughs> well, I've got a full crew, I, and, you know, the whole thing. I would so. make me mental though. Mm-hmm. Work. I mean, we're doing uh, a model right now that you know we're doing a few hundred of them, mm-hmm. and every everyone's an adventure. We just like you know Bark River. We do a lot of handwork on what we still consider our mid techs or semi customs, um, and I still. I'm like itching to do like a regular custom, like step out just no, a little bit. I had that all day today. You're like, no, I'm no, done with no, this. No, no, yeah. I get it. I get it. I fully understand that. No, I get that. I get that all day. Um, 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 yeah, you helped me with the Marauder Companion on Tuesday. Matt was very gracious enough to give me a grinding lesson and tell me that I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, it was a pain in the ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a tricky knife to grind. And I was like, okay. oh, okay. Yeah. Like, all right. All right. Cool. So, so, so that is just, is just revolving constantly back to the fore. Like I've got the spinning wheel, you know, uh, of my mind from the wheel of fortune, and 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 it has to land on gold all the time, right? And it's just like ah, it's almost there, almost there, too early, too late, and uh, and one of those squares is the custom square that comes up and stops, and it like stops my whole thought process, and I'm just like I'm just like I should get the steel ordered, the stainless ordered for the guards for this thing, and I sh- and I start getting distracted. I'm like no. Take off your custom hat. Put the production hat back on. This what Get we gotta do. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sorry. You were you were saying, sir. Go ahead. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I have. You, you, you were you were pining after doing a custom because you're. Oh right, yeah. it, but now we're inundated with them. You know, I was. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I was actually going to go anywhere with that thought. Oh, I, I okay. think it was fleeting. <laughs> yeah. It's already yeah. gone. Trains left the station. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we're, right now we're in the middle of Blade Rush. You know, yeah. but at the same time, it's you have to invest. A significant amount of time, materials, uh, outside processes in the way of heat treat or we didn't do any water jet this run, but mm-hmm. uh, surface grinding. We did send it out for surface grind and you don't get paid for that until June. Correct. So all of a sudden you are a hobbyist knife maker on top yep. of a professional production shop knife maker and you are just limping to the finish line. Yeah. And it's like every guard you're making is costing you money because you're not making tunnel rats for the current order that you're in the middle right, of. Right. And we have come to the realization that there's going to have to be a significant hiring surge. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to hire more people. We have our goal. We know where we want to be. And it's not the pie in the sky. I just want to be a millionaire by June. It's <laughs> it's like we know how many knives we want to be able to make a day. And what equipment and what personnel do we need to facilitate that? Well, 
once you do the math on that and jump through the mental gymnastics and you say, okay, we're going to need these machines and we're going to need these people to man them. You can't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you'd be hurting cats. How yeah. does this machine work? And how am I going to train this guy on it when I don't even it's, know how it operates? It's, it's trust me, we've had growing pains very similar oh. to that. And, and let me tell you from experience, good sir, take it slow. Agreed. Yeah. Take it very slowly. I mean, like really get somebody proficient before you think about hiring another guy. And you know, I, you know yeah. and that's where my head's at. So it's mm-hmm. comforting to hear yeah. you say that because mm-hmm. that's, I'm like, okay, we're going to hire one guy. We're going to get him spun up, find out what he's good at. Yes. He'll yes. Make him do everything. Mm-hmm. So he knows it. And you'll, you'll instantly find out what his proficiency is. You're experienced enough. That you will know just by watching what he's comfortable doing. You give me too much credit. But we did find out that <laughs> our current employee, Brandon, uh, yeah, he's unfortunately, he's kind of a temporary situation. But uh, we found out that he took a real shining to soldering. And okay. he's, he's really good at it. And now I've had him do a bunch of things in the shop. And some things he's really good at. And some things he could use some improvement in. But this one soldering operation of just doing the, the guard on the blade... He's good at, and to the point where customers like, "Wow, the solder joint on this looks really good." <laughs> so I was like, "Cool." Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it is. You can find what they take a shining to and what they're good at, and it's not the most glamorous job. So that tells me that he actually has a what would you call it proficiency? Maybe is proficiency or propensity? A propensity 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 um, to soldering yeah. guards or a. Like, like either way, he's a, good at it. Natural There's, draw. There are a lot of words that we're not hitting on this, <laughs> but yeah, he's. But he is good at it. He's taking, like I say, he's, he's taking a shining to it. Like that's the only word I can think of. But uh, in doing that, I think I can find that in other people. But you can't have people who are all like, I just like doing the glamorous job. Right. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I just like, well, what about just Facebook photos? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They got to get their hands dirty too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be brick by brick, just like everything else we've done. But it is, it's burning in my skull. Like I, I want to get to this point and mm-hmm. I really won't be satisfied until I at least see a big step towards it. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want the instant gratification of like, we're, I mean, of course I would, it'd be great. We'd oh, be yeah, rolling but, the money. But you're more realistic than that. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. I just want to see the next big step. I want to see us go from X amount of knives in the past three months to Y amount of knives in the future three months. You yes. know what I mean? And and yeah. that's all I want to see. So yeah, that is taxing. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of Blade Rush, still trying to run the business, mm-hmm. grow the business and acquire the best deals on the equipment so that after Blade, we get that financial shot in the mm-hmm. arm. It's like a loan that you don't have to pay back. For sure. And mm-hmm. and just hit the ground running and try to meter that money out without blowing it all the first week on a bunch of equipment yeah. that we're not yet ready to use. No, no, I, I wouldn't blow it on equipment unless it's something you direly needed. I would I would invest in infrastructure. If it were, if it were me, like what, like, like material, like material and people is, uh, is, is, what, I, is yeah. what I would go into. And, and I, and I mean like, and I mean like buy steel a little bit further out, hire one guy post blade. I see. I don't you know? like buying steel farther out though, no? because uh, it, it just burns a hole in our shelf. So I tie up sure. a significant amount of money in something mm-hmm. that I'm not using yet. And I know this is ant mm-hmm. versus grasshopper maybe, but. Because our production rate is so low, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we're, because of the numbers of knives that we're putting out is mm-hmm. so few that I can't afford to tie up an inventory when Which equipment I yeah. to me ups efficiency. So I'd okay. rather be faster than I'd rather consume our material faster mm-hmm. and then augment it by adding material later. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus spending all the money because you're thinking in your model. I, I, I am. I am very much thinking in my model because because. uh well, you know what? Let me back up because you're totally right. Here's the thing. I've already got all the equipment. 
And 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 yeah, Matt Bingo. just pointed at me yeah. like like yeah, that's right, you do. My eyebrows <laughs> touched my hairline when I pointed. I was like, that's his it. forehead yeah. became a three head <laughs> yeah. in his realization. <laughs> but no, no, you're right, you're right. That's so that's what I would do if I had that financial shot on the arm. It'd be it'd be put it on steel because materials, right? Put it on, put it on steel materials, belts, um, stuff like that. But uh, no, in your case, you would need to, you you would need to tool up. We want so, to bring in as much in house <clears throat> as 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 wisely as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, and, and getting another person, especially finding that one person that would be really good at say, like getting handles ready for you to put the final touches on. Yeah. Like, like getting an 80% guy. So right. What I'm, you know? what I'm doing, Jim, mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right. But what I'm doing is I, I, I have obviously my own design. eye, and mm-hmm. I have uh, my own expectations for quality of execution. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I also have, my own personal physical ability, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, I can grind a knife to this specification, blah, yep. blah, blah. On purpose the first time. <laughs> Most times. Uh, not every time. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm developing... Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. I know it was Off rude. the cusp. Yeah, it, it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, the pop filter caught most of the ham chunks. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you can stay over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, pop filter's nice and clean. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to develop jigs and fixtures so that I can pay an employee to operate it with the least amount of what would you call that human error involved? Yes. Yeah. You, you want, you want to automate it in their own hands as much as you can. Repeatable, repeatability. Make it repeatable. And that's where just about anybody can do it. Now they still have to have some mechanical aptitude and everything like that. But okay. If I can make this jig and we can scribe in the lines that need to be drawn relatively quickly, Mm -hmm. then all they have to do is use the jig to the lines and it would look like, I ground. Yeah. And yeah. because there's otherwise just ego, man. It is just pure ego to be like, oh, oh, I'm Matt Martin and I hand ground this blade. And people say that I'm good at that. So I'm going to echo them because that's, bu- <laughs> that's BS. I almost <laughs> nice said catch. it, but nice I catch. Yeah. Nice catch. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. Um, so I, in my mind, it's like, okay, well, how can if, if people like our knives and our demand outpaces our supply, then I need to be able to put out knives that look like our knives. And the only way to do that, to even get close to meeting the demand, is to have more people making knives the way I would make knives. Right. And, we, and there, there's your there's your there's your basic linear thought. Yeah. On, on how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, in right. crayons. In, in, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, no, I, I get. I think like that exactly right. all the time. Um. And then and then I have to have other people remind me. You know, Jim, if you thought a little bit non, you know, laterally instead of line- linearly on this, you wouldn't have to do it the super expensive hard way. <laughs> so. Am I doing it the super expensive hard way? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're thinking. You're thinking laterally, oh, not, okay. not linearly. Gotcha. See, okay. the, the linear thought is you need to hire somebody else that, that makes knives exactly like you do, and then there's just two of you. Gotcha. No, yeah. that's that's a linear thought. Lateral thought is having an eighty percent guy, and you put the finishing touches. Yes. On it. Right? And, and that's yeah. it. And I, yeah. you know, as and maybe some of you guys share this dream. Maybe some of you guys don't. Maybe as customers, you're ambivalent. But I'm going to share this with you anyway. My uh, actually, Jay Rao. Yeah. Uh, of Knife Ship Free, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jay and I are buddies, and he posed this ridiculous question that kind of, it it, it got in my head. You know, it really <laughs> it did. It started rattling. He yeah. said, what's your perfect day, Matt? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I would, <sighs> my perfect day, I actually can't discuss on the air because I think it would offend some of you guys. <laughs> it was more moral compass than I have. But, uh, <laughs> but my perfect knife making day to be completely honest, would be to the the passion projects, 
which the passion projects are the ideas that meet the aptitude that the individual possesses to bring it to fruition. So uh, you're like, I have this idea and I want to make it a reality and Mm -hmm. I have the tools, equipment and working knowledge to be able to do it, at least get it close. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are such a rush. And I feel like a lot of new makers, every project is a passion project. You're like, I am going to try a dagger. And and you are like, (laughs) I am obsessed with this dagger until it's done. Yeah. 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 And and you're in it. And all of a sudden, you know, you're cold cups of coffee in. It's two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You're like, hang on. I've almost got it just right. Well, I love that feeling and I mm-hmm. want to recapture that feeling. And I think in recapturing that, you end up with a better product because it's a it's a passion project. It's a spirit project. Yep. You really pay you really become more detail oriented at that point. Absolutely. And you, and you start paying attention to that versus doing two hundred or something. Yes. You know, yeah. You, you mm-hmm. know, where you're like, I want every one facet of these two hundred to be just right until you're on to the next step, right? Mm-hmm. So so in doing that, my perfect day as a business owner and as a knife maker and as a craftsman in my own mind, um, I want to be able to design and I want to be able to prototype and then I want to be able to make the shop run smoothly producing the production variant of what I just produced in prototype. Yeah. So it's definitely not lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. It's not (laughs) not being in the shop. It's not being in an ivory tower. It's not being more on Facebook. It's taking an idea, making it a reality and then sharing that reality with the public. And I think that is, if you were to boil it down into broad strokes, that's what I want to do. That's my perfect day. My perfect day would be to wake up, be so obsessed with the knife that I have no other choice but to give it everything I have, make it real, take it apart, yeah, (laughs) give it to an engineer to make it a repeatable program, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then develop the tooling within the shop so that it does still have that spirit of a handmade knife, much the way that Bark Mm -hmm. River does. I want it to still have that feeling, but I want it to be more consistent and I want our throughput to be higher. And I and I think there's a mm-hmm. limit to that, too. I can't say, well, we'll just do this 20 million times a year right. and expect it to keep the same soul in, in the knife. And, and not to speak too esoterically, but really, there is a life in a handmade blade. And it comes from the flaws. It comes from the fact that if you pick up, and, and this isn't speaking out of class, mm-hmm. if you no, picked good. up a Bravo mm-hmm. 1 today... And you picked up a Bravo one in three years, a different knife. They're yeah. going to be subtly different. Yes. So the owner of the first Bravo one would pick up the other one and say, something's weird. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? He's already, used to, he's already used to how it is and how it used to be. And that's mm-hmm. where that, that feeling of having a custom knife, even though it's not truly a custom bespoke made for that individual knife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where that comes from. That's where that allure is. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to lose that. You see that in Randall's. You see it in Bark Rivers. You see it in uh, so many other mm-hmm. mid-tech makers or this type of production. This yeah. Low yeah. production number to makers, mm-hmm. right? It's different than uh, SOG. Yeah. You pick up a SOG, they all look the same, right? Yep. So uh, that's... I, I don't want to lose that, so I'm trying to figure out where the balance is to where it's like we can live comfortably. Fortunately, the, the Upper Peninsula is not very expensive to live. Yep, that, makes, know, that makes that part easy. I've yep. got a pallet that stops at Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I just, that's where my head is at right now. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I think it's two different struggles right now. You're yeah. you're trying to dial in your struggle so that you guys can maximize the efficiency out of your shop. Absolutely, yeah. But still mm-hmm. end up with the virtually the exact same product. Yep, I want I want the same product, but I want X percentage more on top of that. And then I want people to do things in a fast and efficient way, without without like I, I hate to say it this way, but kind of without question. Like like you're talking about your perfect day so far. My perfect day with the production hat on is I come into work. 
I update everybody on what what's supposed to happen for the day, and the only thing I get is, yes, boss. And then <laughs> and then they go to work. Right. <laughs> but, Nailed it. But there's 800 fires I have to put out nearly every hour on the hour. I think there's, that comes with the job. Yeah. And it's just and it's just uh you know everything from everything from the guys in grinding ground the first 15 knives um way too thin. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, okay, I have to do this. It ranges from that down to Joe stole my pizza, right? <laughs> and and we were we almost got into a fight today. Leonard's in my chair because <laughs> because he's breathing my air. And if he breathes my air anymore, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay him out. That's tough. Yeah, and, and it's and it's just like, and I just want to reach across the table and I want to, and I don't even want to slap them. To get their attention, I want to like full on sword hand strike them, <laughs> like right in the face. Judo chop, yeah. <laughs> like hit them with that hard part just under the pinky, right here. Just like lead it right in, right to their face, and just just like get back to work. Who cares? Grow up. <clears throat> um. So yeah, there's my perfect day. <laughs> Did not have that. Not have. That. <clears throat> It'd be great, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so 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 for me, so for me, making a custom is all is is a little bit of a passion project for me because it's it's a vacation from the 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 negative the negative impacting stuff that comes with production and dealing with a large amount of people. Well, I imagine you know? the only yep. news you hear is bad news until it's the end of the day and they're like we shipped X amount of knives. Otherwise, if they're coming to pull on your pant mm-hmm. leg, it's because something is terribly wrong. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it, these pins are too short or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. right. It's 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 whatever it is. And sometimes sometimes stuff goes all the way through the shop and nobody catches it until the very end. And it's ready to get boxed and there's there's a bunch of eighty scratches up by the top. I'm like, right. how did you guys miss this? <laughs> I have you know, like a wailing what? harpoon of an eyelash in my eyeball. Oh, yeah, right you now. are definitely digging for gold. Oh, in, God. Inside of your ocular cave. <laughs> Did you get it? No. And I feel like I'm. <clears throat> this is good radio. I'm just pulling out <laughs> eyelashes, hoping that that's the offending one. <laughs> and I'm, I'm punishing the innocent to get back at the guilty. Yeah. So I, yeah, I used to do that when I was when I was much younger. Totally tangential, everybody. Sorry about this. I remember riding the bus and pulling all of my bottom eyelashes out. That is serious psychosis, <laughs> by the way. That's a real problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only happened one time, but I remember doing it, like looking for the one eyelash, and mm. finally I, I get it out of my eye, and, and, and I blinked, and it felt really cold underneath my eye, and I felt in there, it was gone. It was all gone. Like I had managed to like pluck them all out. Bald lashes, Jim. Like, That's gonna be your prison name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved, so nobody knew. Yeah. No, just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, no, that only happened once. But still funny. Have you ever still seen funny. somebody who shaves their eyebrows? When they walk no. into a room, I've, I've had a couple buddies do it uh-huh. as kind of a joke uh-huh. on themselves, I guess. I don't know why they would do They're just weird people. But uh, they walk into the room, and you can tell something's wrong. <laughs> but you don't know what it is. you can't tell what. And you're looking at it, you're like, why does your face look so screwy? And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I had a guy, this uh, is again, again, Dan, I'm sorry, guys, this episode, we are working our asses off in the shop, and... Yeah, it's it's true, it's true. I was so tired, come, come, come to the end of the watch today, I sat down for the first time in, like, two and a half hours, at the very least, and I'm just like, okay, <sighs> let's go sit in the booth till midnight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh-huh. basically how it is, and then we start over yeah. again tomorrow yeah, morning. it's and, always oh, like that. God. Yeah, always, always on the feet, ready to go. And the only time you really get to relax is just to have other meetings with people. And it's not even like a chance to sit down and just have a thought collection. You know, I almost miss smoke breaks where you can just stop, go outside for five minutes, not think about anything but smoking a cigarette. 
and then come back in and then you're feeling a little bit refreshed. It's not even that anymore. It's just like going, 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 just going. Cigarettes hanging out your nostrils while you're grinding. <laughs> yeah. Sylvester Stallone and the, and the coffee it, with the cigarettes. Right. Remember that? <laughs> you're right. No, yeah, that's uh-huh. basically what it's like. And so uh-huh. it's, a, it's a trying time right now, but it's all positive stuff. It's all moving yeah. forward. Yeah, it, it, there's nothing crashing or burning or anything. It's, nope. all, just, it's all just the in-process struggles that just come with everyday stuff. And that's and, what being an expert is. Being an uh, expert is having screwed up enough things or been a party to screw ups over time that you know how to fix it. So when people say, how do you fix this? You're like, oh, I know how to fix it. I've already done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, I've already screwed up like that. Let me stop you before you do it. That's all expertise is, is uh-huh. just experience in screwing up and right. solving the problem. The only time you can get it, the only way you can get expertise is by making bad decisions. That's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the truth. Especially if you're a trial and error guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh huh. That's yeah. Well, on that note, I think we will be back after a brief message from our sponsors with the next segment. Thanks for hanging with us, gang, and we'll be back in a flash. What's happening, gang? So uh, Jim and I were just going through the KME website, kind of seeing what was hot and new, what they were coming out with, and we tripped across this product that honestly had us both pretty astounded. Uh, it's brilliantly designed, and it is what is known by the guys at KME as the Stone Thickness Compensator. So let's say you do all your bevel hogging with the gold class diamond stones, and you get everything to the right geometry, but you want to switch to a Japanese water stone. Now, KME offers these with aluminum backing, and it, it results in a stone that's about three-eighths of an inch thick. And the, the diamond stones are less than that. They're about three-sixteenths thick, I think. Yeah, the they're less. They're yeah. less. So what that would cause is a variance in your angle. Once you get it clamped up in the guide rod, you wouldn't be achieving the same angle because of the thicker stone. It would be offset. So what they did is they developed a uh, drop-in install, OEM installable piece that you attach, and it compensates for the thickness variance between stones that you're using, especially between natural stones or going from diamond to Arkansas or whatever it is. So this was... I, I'm honestly very impressed by oh, this. Yeah. Like, it's a very clever, simple solution to a problem that honestly I hadn't even thought of until he said, what a, What if you change stones? And I only use the diamonds, so I didn't even think about that. Yeah, all the diamonds are the same size. Right. Right, so it's not a problem that you've ever really run into. No. Right? And even the some of the water stones I have are the same size. So, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't have thought, of, but honestly, when you see the application, I said, what a brilliant design. And these are available. Uh, the video says they'll be available soon, but they're already available on the website for purchase right now. So I invite you to go over to kmesharp.com and check out the stone thickness compensator and grab one because that will give you a broader variety of stones that you can use without having to make any adjustments to your machine. So, uh, or any, uh, I should say, adjustments that you would have to measure. This does all the thinking and grunt work for you, allowing you to achieve that perfect edge faster. So when you do go order your stone thickness compensator, please do us the service of telling the folks at KME that Behind the Blade sent you. All right, and we're back. Uh, We were actually chatting off air, and then we were like, we should probably push the record button for this part. Um, (laughs) Here we are. We were going over, you know, what what do we want to talk about? What new knives did you get? And I got a bunch of new knives, and some of them are super important, and some of them are really cool, and we'll do shows on them uh, as I pull them out of the knife chest and bring them in. But the reality is is we got on the topic of, uh, well, what knives do you want? 
Like right. what knives yeah. are on your radar right now that mm-hmm. is sounds fun or sounds cool. And, and to me, it's, I, I'm really practical on my user knives, like the mm-hmm. stuff that I have. We were making jokes about that earlier, about the uh, Falcon Even S1 and a paramilitary too. And yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but there is, uh, there are a couple knives, and I'm sure Jim, you've got a couple that you're pining after. Ooh, oh, you know what? I am super bland when it comes to this topic. I always am. Because really? I'm, because I'm just like, because I'm just like. I am still kind of enamored with that giant mouse that I got right now. And I'm still carrying that. Every time I'm not carrying the ULB, the grunt, or the grunt on my belt, it's the weekend and I'm carrying the, the giant mouse thing. And just, that's just, just a good, well-made and, knife, yeah. And, and, and so I don't, I'm, not, I, I'm sated as of right now. And when I find something else that's not like a Randall Pathfinder or something, right. <laughs> you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, definitely let you guys know. So I'm getting more adventurous because so, yeah, you are because you just told me about this one. <laughs> we went to zombie tools uh, and I love these guys. Like, I mean, there's so much fun and because of the nature of this show, even though in our early episodes, we were pretty fast and loose with the language. Uh, we're, there's a lot of stuff we can't read off the zombie tools website, but I, I invite you guys and these aren't sponsors of the show. Um, I, I know them through blade show and stuff like that. And they're great people like, but they make the most fun stuff. And they have this model out that's called the Zaka Sushi, which is obviously just a completely preposterous, made-up, Japanese <laughs> bastardized term. Uh, it, that means nothing. And it actually gives the definition. I'll let you guys go check it out on their <laughs> website as to what the definition it's is. It's uh, zombietools.net. I am obsessed with this silly thing. And it's uh, <laughs> so I used to have a uh, Cass Iberia Hanway Forge, whatever you want to call it, the mm-hmm. um, uh, Banshee. And it's a Burmese da. So okay, it's like cool. a, a tapering blade. It gets wider at the yeah, tip and yeah. it had a fuller and it had a mechanical lock like a Gunto blade. When it went in the scabbard, it was like a wood scabbard oh, that you slick. could hang. Mm. And it was the coolest bush sword. Like if, yeah. if you want, like I want to carry a sword, but I also kind of want to be able to build camp with it. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. And the guys at Zombie Tools kind of excel in this because they're just about having fun with giant blades. Mm-hmm. And they came out with this thing, which is like a Wakazashi, basically. I think the, <laughs> let's see, blade length is 23 inches. Yeah. Uh, overall length is 33 and a half inches so it's it's pretty hefty but it's not like uh, obscenely large you know right. what i mean yeah, yeah it's 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 wakazashi size yeah, yeah exactly yeah. except it's got like a, it has a suba which i thought was cool so it's yeah. got a handguard the original variant is a really sharp looking sword but it didn't have the guard and i thought the guard was neat just a neat feature they do a pretty cool finish on it i think these are 5160 so they're yep. spring steel yeah, you know? 5160 and they're just they're just fun like yeah. and i think <laughs> It, I think there's a lot to be said in that. Like, if we stop taking everything so friggin' seriously, because let's be honest, the purple titanium pocket cleavers cannot be <laughs> taken seriously. Stop taking them seriously. Uh-huh. Just tell people, F you, I like it. Yeah. I like it, and it's fun, and it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Oh, right. That's how I feel about this. I do not feel like I am going to be endowed with some kind of martial arts prowess by owning this thing. <laughs> I just feel like I'm going to run through my patch of the woods and set up melons <laughs> to chop in half right. like Gallagher with a death wish. <laughs> and, and that's what I want to do. So, and in I think this... I think this might be my blade score. I wanted to get a, uh, a Loveless Drop Hunter at Blade this year, which is really spendy. Um, I could make it work, but the reality is is that money is better spent reinvested in the business. So let's just drop a zero off the price. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go pick up one of these things or something like it. I ended up giving the uh, Banshee, that Chen Banshee, I, I gave it to a guy who lives in Nicaragua. And he goes down there oh, and really? does like humanitarian aid missions and stuff like that. And he was oh, like, that's cool. Though. He's like, I, I mean, need yeah. a good machete. And he lives in the jungle. So I was like, 
I've got a good machete that I am just running through the woods chopping melons with. So why don't you take this with you and you can have it. Uh, but I think it needs to be replaced. And I've been looking for a reasonable replacement. And I think this one is it. So there yeah, were some other cool. ones. The other, I'm going to pull up a couple other models that caught my eye. It's a good website too. I mean, oh, like, it's, it's a really, really, well done. really well constructed website. And the uh, descriptions are hilarious. Like I definitely implore you guys to check it out because it's just a trip. The knives they make are trippy and the descriptions for them. This is another one that kind of caught my eye. This is the Deuce 3. And it's kind of like a sweet... I mean, look, it's menacing looking. Yeah. And it just looks fun. It looks like something a video game character would carry. But, but yeah. you get to actually... This one, the the Captain Saber, it's like a cutlass, like a pirate-style D-hilt. Or, uh, yeah, D, yeah, D-guard? D-guard. D-guard. Yeah, D-guard, D-guard yeah. cutlass style. Uh -huh. That was another one. I'm, I'm obsessed with cutlasses right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am, so that's another one. Maybe uh, not the zombie tools cutlass, right. but like, a, a, like a, a historically fairly accurate boarding cutlass gotcha yeah like, like like the shorter one with the basket hilt yes and that one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah cup hilt is that what well, do you call it where is it still basket if it's I, solid actually that's a good question i don't know i thought i thought it was just the basket was just the general term for the entire cup where it covers okay where, where it's not just the d guard but yeah it's like a it's like a it's like a it's a complete covering covering yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah what. and so right and that's I, I i really want one of those and then uh since last episode i've been obsessed with the recat warrior and i've been finding them <laughs> on ebay for uh -huh. pretty cheap yeah I mean, they're not they don't command as much as the almar because they're a little bit more obscure right um so three four hundred bucks i'll be able to get behind the saddle of one of those but it's again it, it's like okay belts the bracelet belts like grinding belts or do i buy this goofy looking knife that <laughs> it just makes me laugh <laughs> Um, so I'll probably do both. We'll Got, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Are there any other pictures of this? This is the Decapitan Sabra. <laughs> Decapitan, which is <laughs> brilliant. It, it totally fits the style. Yeah. That's so great. no, that's it. They, they're pretty okay. limited. I, well, I think there's. Uh, let's see. They have some photos down below, but they're uh, kind of huge not huge kydex sheath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do yeah. offer leather sheaths, which are with kind of a baldric carry. Is that what you call that? That is a baldric adaptive carrier. It's almost like it's. It, well, basically, what it is is it's two drop loops. Like you know how you buy a drop loop for a sheath. Yeah. They just have two of those sewn in in tandem on the spine side of the sheath. They look nice. And it looks cool. I mean, you could hang that on your belt, and it'll hang like a saber. Yeah. And, so yeah, because <laughs> I mean. Man, uh, and that's why I like these guys because they don't take it seriously either. Like, no. I mean, their their slogan is a fistful of F, yeah. And <laughs> I, I have koozies from them that say that. And I'm like, yes. Of course, yeah. it, you know, it's the whole real uh, a grown-up word, I guess. But yeah, so I invite you guys to go check out their website at zombietools.net um, slash product slash blade slash the end. Uh, but yeah, they have, they've got some really fun stuff and the descriptions are a blast. And if you just want to have a fun knife, but you want a, a chopper. I'm not a big chopper guy. I'm a machete mm -hmm. guy. But if I'm going to carry a machete that looks kind of reminiscent to a katana, why not? I mean, yeah, that's cool. Just have fun with Hold it. Hold on. Go, go, go back one. What was that sorry, one? It was, it was a very gladius -y. This, this one, the Diphos. Oh. Yeah, double-fisted destruction, they say. I can totally understand why you would want that. Huckleberry had, <laughs> Huckleberry had one. Oh, yeah? And oh. I tell you what, it was super well-made. I, yeah? I was, I mean, no they, they had this kind of apocalyptic flair to them, right? But when you get mm -hmm. them, you're like, this actually feels really good. It's sharp. It's durable. It's And you could take, basically, they didn't spend the time making what could have been a $2,000 sword, a $2,000 sword. Right. So what you end up with is the basic features 
and you have absolutely no problems just smashing stuff outside with it. <laughs> and you're just like, this is what this is for. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun. That's so cool. uh, I think it's a good time to be had by all. So you can throw your knives and you can chop melons and just have a blast. You just have a good time. This is, this, is the, this is the highlight to your barbecue. This summer, it, 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 that right? these right. are beer swords. Yeah, absolutely. These are, these are beer swords. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's a good way to describe it. That's a good. I mean, maybe we should coin that term. Yeah. Put up on Urban Dictionary. Beer swords. Beer swords. Yeah, yeah. and that's I, I, <laughs> I love them for that. And the guys have got just a really cool shtick and person and their marketing and everything. So I really do support this brand. And I have the funny feeling I'm going to buy something super ridiculous from them this year. <laughs> and I am just be grinning ear to ear as I walk around with it. You'll so. definitely come away ahead for oh, sure. Absolutely for sure. Yeah. Maybe with a head. With a head. Yeah. Oh, they sell a T-Rex on their website, too. It's the ultimate, ultimate weapon. weapon. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's an actual dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> That's a riot. The description is fantastic. So there's nothing on your radar, nothing that you're like, you know what, if I could have anything. If I no. could have anything right now. I, all of my attention right now has just been focused on getting my, my custom daggers out. Oh, yeah. And then, and then immediately starting the Marauder Companions. And then also taking the same Marauder Companion and ter- making it full tang with a Loveless Guard. Oh, okay. I, right. I have a picture and, and so, so I'm, so I'm just like, like that's the knife that I want right now. <laughs> that's your passion is, project. Is is that one? Is that is that my passion project? Just kind of revolves around the stuff that I can make, you know, right now, as as it stands right now. But uh, if that changes, I'll let you know. Believe me, I'm like, Matt, check this out. I need it. You know, Gotta and, have it. And uh, yeah, because you guys, I'm sure everybody listening right now knows exactly what the feeling is like. You see something and you feel like this instinctual need and draw for it, and you're like, you're like. That's my new savings goal. You, you, can, you can think <laughs> so, of nothing else, but so the <laughs> it's not knife related. It is, it is mall ninja related to take it back full swing. I'm sure you guys have seen on Facebook or Instagram those grappling hooks that pick stuff up. Like it, it shows them like picking up yeah. a quarter. It's just this gravity hook kind of looking thing. And I'm like, dude, I have to have one of these. Now it's thirty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I, it's thirty bucks. I mean, thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. However, yeah. this is one where I had to deliberate over this thirty dollars. <laughs> like, I'll buy thirty dollars in chocolate donuts while I'm at the gas station. <laughs> so it's really. But when it comes to stuff like this, I'm like, is it really practical? And I'm like, well, we do have a canoe, and I could use it as a shoreline. I guess I'm trying to <laughs> rationalize it to myself why I need. A grappling hook that can pick up quarters and sunglasses. <laughs> and I won. And I convinced myself to get it. And it'll be here tomorrow. So I'm All excited right. about All right, that. Cool. But that's an example of being obsessed <coughs> over something until you can do nothing else other than purchase it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So so the zombie tools thing reminds me of my own little foray into this. I don't know if I've ever publicly said this before, but I really wanted to get into selling cheap knives and not taking it seriously at all. Oh. Right? Yeah, just just as a just as a side thing. And uh, that that didn't end up working out, but um, I do still have some inventory from that. And one of the things in the inventory is a collapsible grappling hook. Yes. That I still have. So I guess I'm bringing that over. You should. Okay. <laughs> you absolutely should. Is it the one with the spring thing on top? And uh, I think, I don't know if it's a spring thing. I think it's a wing nut that with a lock nut. Okay, right. On it. So, so, so it doesn't come loose when you toss it, but it does collapse. Yes. It down. folds in half, has it. Yeah. My grandfather right. got me one of those for Christmas one year when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> When I was, by the time I was 18, there weren't many drugstores in the Phoenix area, West Valley specifically, <laughs> that I had not been on top of. And I used it for everything. And so I climbed churches. I would climb any building that looked like it would support a grappling hook. And in the middle of the night, I would wing that mother up there and I would climb up like a maniac. And that was, I, I think we should all stop taking ourselves so seriously and just have fun yeah because that's definitely a have fun moment because well, yeah, yeah. who needs a grappling hook no right one needs a grappling no but when hook, you have one you're gonna climb some stuff y- you're gonna find a use for it <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Love it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, right now he's got the uh, the Zakasushi Suba. Um, just it's a close up of what's on there. I mean, you've got the same kind of motif that's on that. What is that? An acid dip? Yeah, it's like this that's... apocalyptic acid yeah. splatter finish. I yeah, mean, that's cool. Yeah, all their stuff's just kind of gross. Like when yeah, you look right. at it, you're like, oh, yeah, right. I love that. I love that aesthetic. Very Mad Max. Very and much. Very it, much so. You know, let's be honest. I've I've got a trunk full of World War II bayonets and fighting knives uh-huh. that also other than just bringing me enjoyment, don't have any real purpose. Mm. So why would I not get this when we could set stuff up in the there at Ravenwood, excuse me, and just chop the living hell out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. Sounds fun. <laughs> all right, cool. So, all right, so what else is going on in your world? Or should we should we take a quick break? Uh, you know, honestly, we're approaching the one hour mark oh, we as are. it sits. So that yeah. was, we thought we were just getting warmed up, but I, I think... That's actually a podcast. So I, It is. Just looking at the time right now, we're nearly approaching that as it stands. I mean, so that's what happens with the Fast and Loose episodes, right? Oh, because the Fast so and Loose fun. episodes are just banter between Matt and I where we just share life experiences. And then all of a sudden, a half hour goes by. <laughs> and you're just like, like that. Uh, yeah. okay, time for a break, I guess. So, But I guess that concludes that for episode 43 oh we're at 43 wow unbelievable we're almost at a full year of podcast matt if we were to have done them every week if we were to have done them every year yep. week it only took us three years to get there Ooh, you put it that way <laughs> okay pessimistic no wonder my cue's so long <laughs> i don't think in real time <laughs> no but uh thank you everybody for joining us uh we will catch you guys What's happening, gang? Matt and Jim are behind the blade here to tell you about our friends at Genda Industries. Genda, on the topic, you may have heard us talk earlier about the new products that KME was carrying, and then Genda drops a bomb on us like this. Number one, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, pressure-sensitive adhesive-backed diamond films. It basically allows you to put this sticker, this high-durability insanely sticky sticker of abrasive on just about any hard media. It could be glass, it could be granite, it could be anything like that, even a steel bar that's precision ground, and this will stick to it, and you can change them out, which that is cool in its own right. And the fact that Genda's PSA-backed diamond films, they last five to ten times longer than Brand X, which gives you Brand X typically runs about two to three uses before it gets worn out. Well, Jenna gets you between 10 and 30 uses. Just put that in your pipe and smoke it. So just think about that for a second. Now, what if I told you you could take those sticker diamond films and you could put them around a steel rod that mounts to your KME sharpening system for getting even the tightest of recurve blades? So it is basically like a round rod that you can set your specific grits around and just use that that pressure-sensitive adhesive, wrap it around there, and get into the super tight, even Buster Warensky-level recurves or even Walter Brend recurves, no problem, and get it with deft precision and be able to change it out to move through your grit progression. So at first, I was a little bit apprehensive about these films, being like, yeah, it just looks like a sticker. How long is that going to last? And then I found out the cold, hard truth that they last for a long time. So you get a lot of use, a lot of bang for your buck. It's a versatile two-piece thing. So you can use those stickers for, I keep calling them stickers. I know Tom's going to get mad at me because it diminishes it, but they're actually super high-tech pieces of abrasion technology. Uh, But you can use those around that recurve rod that fits into your KME system. And now you can fear sharpening no knife. You're going to be well equipped. Between that and what we discussed earlier, you guys will be ready to go, ready to keep your gear in tip-top order as we move into the warm, outdoor-inviting months. 
And I do believe Jenda has a discount code for Behind the Blade mem- listeners. It should be BTB Trench for 10% off most sharpening products and straps. There you go. So go to jendaindustries.com, find that coupon code, enter it at your time of sale, and that will be how you tell them that Behind the Blade sent you. Thank you so much, gang, and we will be back with the next episode. <laughs>